Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Talking while you eat, even with your mouth full, isn't a problem in hoovering. In fact, it's kind of encouraged. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. The show's host, Jessica foster is a British writer and comedian who some of you might have heard before in the Guilty Feminist podcast. Here she's chatting to the comedian and broadcaster Josie Long, who's recently had a baby. Mm, I'm in my tongue. So you're gluten-free? Yes. But have you got complicated health things with eating? Can I eat some more of this? Yes, get yes. some more, get some more. Yeah, although well, it's just really weird. Like, I don't know why... I just started getting very ill. It's not an insulin. Did you say once it was an ins? Is it an insulin thing? Oh, I've got that as well. Insulin oh. resistance. Oh, it's a different thing, though. Yeah, but uh, do you know what? There is a thing. There is a thing that I wanted to talk about, which is how exciting being pregnant. Right. So yeah, I am. Um, I'm just taking more discs. Do, it, do, it. do you want any more? No, nope, eat it up. Oh, like when I was a kid, I'll sprinkle the other bits of bottle on for you. Yes, I would love it. I was yes. like. Um, when I was a kid, I got very, um, like, very overweight, right? right? Uh, for, like, I don't know. I mean, I think I had, like, a difficult upbringing. There's loads of stuff going on. Who even knows? Yeah. But for about... I'm going to say 15 years now, longer than that. Nearly 20 years of my life. Yeah. I would say that I participated heavily in diet culture. Yes. <laughs> Such a lovely... Woke way of putting it, though, isn't it? Like I participated heavily. It's like you got in with the bad crowd, yes. isn't it? Well, I felt like a lot of my life was stolen by considering myself to be like mm. wrong and fat, and yeah. and considering that like if I ever lost enough weight, I would be finished and I'd be okay. But it would never, it never ever came. Yeah. And also like punishing myself and restricting what I ate and stuff like that. And about um, God, a long time now. About eight years ago? Yeah. I was in a car crash that nearly died. And afterwards, I was like, I'm never going on a diet again. Yes! It was like the start of um, changing my life about eating. Wow! What an amazing thing! Yeah. Just putting it all in perspective. Yeah, and also just going, I don't want to punish myself anymore. And and I... Did you do that to yourself with no therapy? No, I was also going to therapy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, no, so still, uh, but do you know what I mean though because it's taken me oh, uh, but it, it's so fascinating to have like a life a, a slap round the face life event like that to go enjoy your yeah. life don't yeah. spend it on these fish it's, because it's I don't know there's an amazing podcast called Food Psych which is an American anti-diet dietitian and psychologist 
and the statistics in it are... I mean, it's like a really sensible, grown-up, very serious (laughs) documentary-style podcast, but I highly recommend it if you are interested in that. The statistics on how many diets work is... Well, they just don't. Diets don't work, and they lead to... Almost inevitably will lead to disordered eating, and almost inevitably lead to mental health issues. Yeah. But I don't know anyone of our generation or our parents... And it feels like it's only getting worse for future generations oh, who haven't at some point, if not for huge portions of their life, been in that cycle. Yeah. And I I really, really... In 2009, I just sort of thought, mm-hmm. if I can just lose weight, then I'll be employable. <laughs> then I'll I be all right. Because yeah. it's bleak and like... Yeah. And I kind of thought, if I can just get this out of the way, everything will be fine. And I also I've got, like, allergies, and I thought, oh, well, I'll be able to eat gluten again. I don't know what I was thinking. And I went on this diet, which was so expensive and so bad, where I basically ate protein sachets and salad and oh, nothing for a whole mate. summer. I lost the summer, really ruined the relationship I had at the time. Really? Yeah, because I stopped going out. I was miserable. I was, like, starving, only weird thing is, I did have incredible, like, feel very cl- clear mentally. Right. But I think it's because I wasn't really having, like, sugar, caffeine, gluten or anything. Yeah. So I think, like... Well, there might also, also be an element of that. Like, when apparently when you're starving, which is what you were, hmm. your brain goes into a survival mode. Yes. Like, when you're fasting when I did for the religious reasons thing. or whatever. Yeah. I, that happened too. It's so that you so. can hunt something or find... So you can find something to eat. It's oh your body, that, that sharpness is your body using its last reserve. Oh, God. Your body's like, please, <laughs> please find something. Out. Let me go into a comfier, sl- slower mode, please. But it made me very... like it, it was basically an eating disorder that I tried to perpetuate after I'd lost the weight, couldn't keep up with. It made me incredibly anxious. It was awful. And I look now... And that, that was why I was like, oh, I want to talk about birth and stuff. Because, like, I felt like I got to a good point before I got pregnant whereby I eat what I want when I want and I enjoy it. Yeah. And when I'm hungry, I eat. And when I'm yeah. not, I don't. What an amazing... I mean, is it, it's so simple. But yeah. it's all you can ever hope for. Yeah. Yeah. And if I sometimes eat more than I need, I sort of go, oh, well, I probably wanted some comfort. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the time, for me, it meant that I didn't... I tried not to eat very much sugar or very much booze because, like... It makes me feel like shit and yeah. get, get really like depressed and stuff. But anyway, but so I was in quite a good place before I got pregnant. Yeah. And when I got pregnant, it was the most thrilling thing in the world for once in my life to be getting visibly bigger and for people to see it's a good thing. Beautiful. And for me to feel I'm big and I don't have to be ashamed of that. And it was great. Like I'd sit on the tube with my legs really far apart, being like, Yeah, you're gonna fuck with me? And like have like men treat me better for getting bigger, it's such a weird thing because it's like, oh, no, no, in this one allowed capacity, we'll all be nice to you about it. In any other capacity as a woman, if you're getting bigger, you're not allowed that. It's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was a really, like, weird but wonderful time. And also, again, although when I was pregnant, there was stuff I didn't want to eat, it was still really great to be like, all bets are off. you just got to eat more calories. Yeah. It's more important. And like breastfeeding as well. Yeah. I'd look at things and be like, well, what's the point if there's only 100 calories? It's got to have 500 calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yeah. So. I love it. Oh, there's so many things on that I want to pick up on. I, I just, 
it's just, isn't it the most liberating thing? I had a real, in a swimming pool changing room, a real breakthrough moment when I was pregnant. And I put on, I don't know how much, many, many stones when I was pregnant. Didn't care. And, um, and I was changing in a changing room and completely, like, butt naked. And, um, and people were all around. It was a really busy changing room. Kids, I don't know why kids sometimes make me feel self-conscious in changing room. I don't know, you know. It's because like, you remember being a kid and looking <laughs> and at women yeah, and, and being like, look at, Yeah, and also be like, look at your whatever. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, talking of, like, being shamed by a kid, I have to say this because I don't think I've said it on the podcast yet, but um, last week I was away and uh, my son calls his penis his kinkle. Uh, <laughs> and he said to my partner, Mikey... Mummy's got boobies, I've got a kinkle, and you've got a belly. <laughs> He's fat shamed his own dad. Um, <laughs> oh, that's harsh. <laughs> but also it's like he's going, okay, so, I, so I've got this, that's my defining feature. Yeah. Mum, obviously it's the boobs. Dad, I mean, let's see what's here. Let's see what's going on. What's my favourite bit of you? Oh, yeah. I think it probably did come down to that. That's very sweet, isn't it? Anyway, I've I digressed from my own long, boring story, but I... I remember thinking, oh, God, I love being pregnant and naked in this public place. Like, yeah. And I've never, ever thought I'd be... Unless, because in my head, I was like, unless one day I'm very thin, yeah, whatever. And I thought I'd got... I've, my, my progress on that front has been so slow. It's been virtually imperceptible, but it's been there. And then this huge progress when I was pregnant because I just felt this body cough. It's exactly the same thing. Like, finally, I could do what I want. I can eat what I want. And actually, like, my body screamed for some things when I was pregnant. Yeah. I'd been virtually almost vegetarian before, and then it, I desperately yes. wanted meat. I'd, like, cut all my meat right down and I was really pleased. I was like, right, yeah. I need to meet about once a week if that and I don't yeah. even feel like I want it. As soon as I was pregnant I was like, I'd really, really like to eat meat every day. At yes, please, yes. Sorry. Do and it. a big steak and then oh yes. then, oh my god. All the little restrictions, things like you can't have a rare steak. I had I went to but France and had one every day because they, they don't have that rule there. Oh, oh see that's very smart. Because different countries have different rules. <laughs> I mean that's rules. not why I went. No no but it's like time zones. <laughs> yes, it's you have true. to abide by the yes. rules. So if in France they're like, well when you're breastfeeding you can have a bottle of wine. Yes. It must be Healthy. Did have guidelines. That week, I had a, I had about four really rare steaks, oh. and I had a tiny glass of red wine every Lovely. day. Oh, you! It was amazing. I bought this book called Expecting Better. Ooh. It's by this woman who I don't think I would get on with in real life because right. I think she's probably a bit of a Tory. Right. <laughs> not that I don't get on with Tories. I I know several Tories. It's not that, but she's a little bit like, no, no, this is nonsense. Let's do this. And she's like got a whole chapter of like. If you want to have a glass of wine, don't let anyone tell you you can't have a glass of wine. Second and third trimester, you can have one every day if you'd like. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I'm going like, to okay, take that little bit out of there and I'm going to enjoy it. Eating's so big and there's yeah. so many things to think about with it. Yeah. Like, I, I love it so much. It's such a wonderful part of my life. Yeah. It's such a big deal. It can be such a thing of joy. Yes. Yeah, on that note of that, what we were saying about like, what do you have for dinner last night thing and whether, do you, would you rather, and this was a question originally posed by a listener, but I think it's a brilliant question, would you rather only be able to have one thing to eat a day but it was exquisite or you could eat whatever you want all the time but it was very much functional and it pretty much tasted of nothing? So this one thing so a day, or lots full? of very bland things. Are you always? I hungry? don't think you are ever full. And I do you have the you same thing to... every day? No, but it just you're allowed one oh. extraordinary tasting thing, 
or lots of very bland things. I suppose I'd have the extraordinary tasting thing because yeah. I want a good life. Why live on your knees? I know. I might change my answer to it every week. Every week. Because <laughs> if, you, if you have the bland stuff, yeah. you spend your whole life fantasising about something better but never get it. Yeah. Whereas if you had the good stuff, you spend your whole life dreaming of being Thinking fuller. Thinking about that point in the day. But exactly, but you would at least, during that point in the day, yeah. you would never feel completely satisfied, but at some point you would get some satisfaction. Jessica foster the host of Hoovering, speaking to the comedian and broadcaster Josie Long. And you can find information about where to listen to more of that and subscribe at rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour now. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If it's helping you find new stuff to listen to, then please consider giving us a review or a rating on iTunes or the Apple Podcast, Apple Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from to help other people find us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let me know if you think you'd like to hear fewer shows, longer clips, or more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature. And if you can mention the show to a family or friend or subscribe to it at RNZ The Podcast Hour, then I'd be pathetically grateful. Thanks a lot. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period.